When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Igloo, huh? Yeah, it's been a, it's been a week. <laughs> All right, welcome back to another West Coast Fanatics Friday night. Uh, it's been a little while since the Packers and Lions game happened on Thanksgiving, but we wanted to take last Friday off to uh, give everybody a little bit of time to spend with their families and whatnot without having to worry about uh, having the old internet show going on. But we are back. So we're going to recap that Lions game. Jake did all of his notes yesterday already. So we're going to skip over all of his topics. If you want to know what Jake's thoughts were on the game, you can watch his video from yesterday. Other than that, uh, Simon Bryant and myself are here. So we are going to go through the three stars and the underrated performer. So Bryant has the number one star. Uh, Pretty clearly for me, it was uh, Rashawn Gary. I mean, there's other people that had great games, but uh, Rashawn Gary, you know, three sacks, one of them caused a fumble that returned for a touchdown. Another one, oh, okay. yeah, the other fumble was on a fourth down. My bad. And then, <clears throat> you know, uh, got the only ball game ball because everyone else plays well. But it, he got the game ball from Matt LaFleur because let's not forget that's the field he tore his ACL on just last year. So um, just an amazing game from him. So it was awesome to see. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So two things. One, Barry commented that Jake's fill-in is now here, so we got that going for us. Barry, there is something in the mail for you. It should be there on Monday, so be on the lookout for that. Send you a little uh, a little thank you for commenting on the show so much. Um, okay, second star, we went with Jordan Love. He was 22 of 32, 268 yards and three touchdowns. There was one drop. Uh, that could have been another completion for him, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. And Jordan Love was very good on third downs. I mean, to go from where he's been over, you know, a couple game stretch of the the Raiders, Broncos, Steelers games to where he is now, uh, it's night and day. And Matt LaFleur said as much, too, in the same amount of words, night and day. Um, but we'll talk more about Jordan Love a little bit later. He's got his own segment on the show. So Bryant is going to cover for Jake to do the third star and the underrated performer. That would be Simon. Yeah. Completely. What did I say? You said Bryant. Oh. Yeah, we don't even need Simon to talk. We could have yeah. left him off. I, I'm just here to look pretty. So <laughs> You're feeling better. Simon's yeah. covering for Jake. I'm just taking a lot of L's this week. Uh, yeah, so... Um, I'll, I'll just... Um, hold on one second. Doing great. Okay. Uh, yeah. So our third star is uh, Jonathan Owens, and I mean, what a game for this guy, right? Uh, fumble recovery for a touchdown. He was seemingly in on every single play. Um, he was just. I mean, uh, I I saw a crazy stat where his um, 
his um, tackle was tack, average tackle depth was like 3.1 yards or something insane where Damn. like for a safety that's like that's unheard wild. of so he was just making plays at the line of scrimmage all, so all night. on one that was just a couple yards. It's going to be interesting what they do when all these people come back because I mean, you know, Johnson Jr. is playing okay too. And I think he was the one that absolutely just depleted one of their ball carriers on the yeah. one play. Like it's been fun. I mean, don't get me wrong; they've been burning some coverage plays, but they have absolutely been smacking some people. And I feel like that kind of energy and that kind of like just oomph on the defense has been very helpful. Yeah, stick with me on this because I know we've talked about it, but it's almost like they all four of the safeties complement each other really well. Whereas we've talked about Rudy Ford and Darnell Savage missing a lot of tackles, but they are pretty good in coverage. Yeah, and then the vice versa with Jonathan Owens and Anthony Johnson Jr. maybe not being as strong in coverage, but they're both pretty sure tacklers. Yeah. So if we I could agree. just, you know, make them into two safeties, we'd have two really good ones. I might be able to do that in the future at some point. <laughs> <laughs> then all bets are off. Then then NFL is going to just get wild. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be a character. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Give me Giannis at Kumbo's body with Rashawn Gary's muscle structure. Okay, I I, sl- I slightly misspoke. Three point seven yards was his average depth. Oh, right. Well, you're fired. Yeah. Well, uh, you know. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you something about. That's funny about that 3.7 stat that you showed me later when we get later in the show. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Simon, who'd you go with for underrated performer? Yeah, I went uh, Kenny Clark. Um, That's a good one. So he didn't um, – he was just like a menace all night. <laughs> he had uh, eight pressures on 43 pass rush attempts, which is disgustingly good. I might have. And what's that? might have it for you here. Here we go. You said Kenny Clark is a menace. Yeah. I got I think the one. Build on Rashawn Gary's fumble recovery. I think he's the one that forced Goff over. Oh, this is a play where he absolutely just runs the guy back eight yards. <laughs> <laughs> just no, not a chance. It got held while doing it too. But... Yeah. I mean, that would have been a pretty good We were playing the reps but... again this game. Yeah. Well, look what they were calling against us. Dude. Yeah. But he had a he had a good game overall. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so Bryant, wide receivers. I mean, run. this is another game in a row. It was just it was awesome, right? Like none of them. Okay, well, obviously Christian Watson had a huge game. Um, good call, by the way. Yeah, started up with um, the you know contested catch right off the bat. I love that, and the thing I like most about that is I'm sure you guys heard, but like. Matt LaFleur was talking about how he had talked to Jordan Love earlier in the, or that, that morning and was thinking about taking that play call out, and Jordan was like, no, I really want this play call. What do they do? I mean, yeah, people are going to say, oh, he underthrew it. Well, guess what? That's a very long throw to somebody who's very fast. But he put it in a play, place that Watson could jump up and get the ball, and that's exactly what happened. And, like, that was an instant boost for this team. We talked about wanting to score fast, get the crowd out of it, everything like that. So that happened. Um, Jaden Reed, holy cow, on that first touchdown. I mean, just like, yeah, you can say there's an element of um, luck in it that Christian Watson happened to run the wrong route and that the ball went right through that window. But the concentration it takes and the placement, really, if there was if Watson or no one was there, 
Jordan Love hit that ball right between the numbers. So yeah. he really gave Reed no chance but to catch it like he was catching it. Uh, Malik Keith stepped up in a huge way. Bob showed great hands again. Um, so, and then that contested catch, catches, eight of nine on contested catches, um, insane, right? So um, go ahead and share that stat again, Tyler. I forgot what you said that it was, like 20-something out of 60-something, you know, opportunities. So Coming rolling. into the game, they were 14 of 51, which is 27%, which is atrocious. Yeah. And then they were 8 of 9, like you said, against the Lions. That's 88.9%. <laughs> so they over tripled their season contested catch numbers. And now they are 20. Now they are 22 for 65, which was not great, but that's 30%. a you know great jump. And then I've seen one stat today that I thought was interesting. Did you guys know that Jaden Reed's Reed leads the entire NFL in yards per reception out of the slot. Hmm. At sixteen point like six or five per Does reception. Lead the NFL in thirty plus yard catches too. I would have to look, but um, I I seen that stat earlier today. And I was like, damn. So he's even in that conversation is yeah. amazing. And I think honestly, I think he'll play this game, and I think he earned mm-hmm. the two days off of practice. They're just trying to keep him healthy, healthy because mm-hmm. he's going to help in the run game and in the pass game so much. So. um I hopefully he'll play because we definitely need him. But um, yeah, just great game by the wide receivers. From his comments, it sounds like he's going to play. Yeah, it I think like he was just kind of sitting out for rest. Yeah, exactly. And that's crazy that like you see Matt Lafleur almost like if they don't get at least two limited practices, a lot of times they won't play. That mm-hmm. tells you how much they think of him already as a rookie. They're okay with him getting one practice, a limited practice, and that it's likely he's going to roll out there. Maybe he'll be limited. We'll see. Yeah, I think Dontavian Wicks being back back could play a part in that. So could Malik Heath's play. So they could just put him on a snap count too. Yeah. Um, But as far as rookie tight ends go, unfortunately, this segment gets shorter now with Luke Musgrave going to IR. That's unfortunate. Hopefully he can get back before the end of the season. But obviously we wouldn't want him to rush it and then end up having a worse injury that affects him more. Um, Not that I think that if he were to like re-injure his lacerated kidney – that he'd have to like not make it to training camp, but just for Luke Musgrave, the person that his injury doesn't get worse. So yeah, hopefully he can come back, but if not, we're not going to be like, Oh my God, why didn't they rush him back? Because Luke Musgrave's future is more important than the last three or four games of this season. So <clears throat> Tucker craft. Yeah. Uh, Tucker craft in the first absence of Luke Musgrave played 54 out of 56 offensive snaps. That is 96%. And he caught his first career touchdown, which he absolutely embarrassed Aiden Hutchinson on. Like, just chucked him. He was all off balance, looking like a drunk chick stumbling out of a bar. (laughs) (laughs) uh, So, Tucker Craft is really the rookie tight end segment now. Uh, Ben Sims played 14 snaps, and that was it. Tucker Craft is our tight end room now. Uh, Josiah DeGuara is listed as questionable for Sunday, but it's all, all systems go with Tucker Craft. Um. Onto the passing game distribution, technically eight players were targeted. Uh, the one target to Ben Sims was kind of at his feet. It was more of a throwaway than a target, so I'm not going to count that one. So I'm going to say seven players were targeted. Um, still have not had a game where Jordan Love has targeted fewer than seven players. So three touchdowns to three different players is fantastic, and he still spread the ball around really well. Um, Jaden Reed had eight targets. He had four catches on eight targets. Christian Watson had five catches on seven targets. Um, Malik Heath had four catches on four targets. 
Romeo Dobbs had three catches on four targets. Should have been four out of four. I'll say that. Um, AJ Dillon, three for three. Tucker Craft, two for two. And then Patrick Taylor and Ben Sims each had one target. So still fantastic distribution in the passing game from Jordan Love. It might be my favorite thing that he's done this year is how well he's distributed the ball. And hit the middle of the field. That too. Absolutely. Distributing the ball. Uh, Simon, how did the offensive line play? Can you hear him? I can't hear him. I can't. Are you muted, Simon? I wonder if it's because he plugged in headphones. Possibly. No. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> can you hear me? Now yeah. I can. I don't know what happened there. Out. The final part, the fun parts about doing a live show. <laughs> technical difficulties sorry about that uh, yeah we're all they played really well um didn't allow a sack and you got to give some credit to matt lafleur uh, i think outside of aiden hutchinson their pass rush is very minimal um so him sliding extra protection his way um using different guys um i think they had one play where they pulled myers from they the did to go over that was just like crazy to watch um and i know like not offensive line but i thought they did a good job giving extra help uh with like aj dillon went over there sometimes ben sims had a couple plays where he kicked out to chip in on helping block hutchinson too and really no one else was even in my opinion got Um, a touch on jordan love Hutchinson had five pressures. Ali yep. McNeil also had five. Um, Jordan, there was only five quarterback hits on Jordan Love, yep. two by Hutchinson, and then three guys each had one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess there was a couple plays where so, yeah, they, they got, got a close, little bit of pressure, like, but obviously not enough. I mean, to get you take sack. you take zero sacks every game. Yeah, I would say Jordan Love played two to- plays too, where he saved sacks. The one where he like was getting yeah. brought down and jump forward and threw it. Um, probably that's the one that I probably went to Ben Sims seat. And there's one other one. I can't think of it off the top of the head, but uh, I don't the, know if but he saved two sacks for sure. So really good by him, but overall really good performance by the O-line. Might have sure. been on the one to Dobbs across the middle of the field that he kind of dipped his shoulder away yeah. from one to, yeah. to get back into the pocket. Or no, it was the, the flip pass that he had to A.J. Dillon. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah, uh, but also uh, just to highlight, I think at this point you almost have to consider starting Sean Ryan. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, it just every time, I mean, it, every time we look, he's just, in my opinion, outperforming um, John Runyon. Yeah, and, I think he got uh, more too. Sorry, go ahead. I, I think did he get more snaps than the previous? No, John, not John Run, than, no, John not Runyon. only Runyon, but I think more than the game previously i think he might have got a few more uh, hold on let me look real quick. Okay, i can pull it up I got he it. had 13 in week 12 in week 11 he had six, six. in so, week um, nine he had 15 i think that no. was uh when no, injury though hurt. there's an injury that would yeah but, i think at the very least i think i said this to jake the other day actually that they should do what they're doing at left tackle with right guard mm-hmm where they're almost alternating series or like if you fuck up, you're getting pulled and you're going to stay in until the other guy fucks up. I agree. Yeah. All right. Uh, Bryant, what about the running game? Uh, 
not much, you know, uh, kind of the same thing, right? So once again, they kind of had to be creative, find a way to get the run game going. It wasn't very effective, but I mean, they, they kept running. Um, so that was nice. Uh, obviously the end, you know, the keeper by Jordan Love was um, great. We cracked a hundred yards, but we kind of had to find a way to get there. So 37 of them came out, 34 or 37 of them came on the run from Love. Um, then we had the nice end around to Jaden Reed. I will say I'm not a fan of like, I think his other carry was that short compressed end round. I hate that play. Like, I feel like there's not enough room to get through for some reason. I just still don't speed on it either. Yeah. I just don't understand. They continue like on short yardage. They always seem to compress the line of scrimmage and it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I'd rather, you know, like a bigger you know, hole for AJ Dillon. Exactly. AJ Dillon doesn't have to push through two or three people that are in a small space to get a first down. Just spread them out and then run them if you're going to do that, is my thought. But, you know, I'm no. also not an NFL head coach, but it just doesn't seem like it seems like anytime we're in short yardage, we're struggling, like running into AJ Dillon because I think we're trying to get too cute. But that was once again on a, you know, condensed formation. I'd rather just spread it out and turn around and hand it to AJ Dillon and let him smack the linebacker for the one yard. Well, you, trust, your, trust your linemen to get a better push, too. Exactly. And I trust A.J. Dillon versus most linebackers if it's going to be a one-on-one situation, you know what I mean, to get a one-yard game. Forward, yeah. So, exactly. So um, so Jake talked about the red zone offense and his uh, his show by himself yesterday. He is spending time with family tonight, so that's why there's no Jake today. But third down offense, Packers were 5 for 11. They were 0 for 1 on fourth down, just a, either a miscommunication or a bad play. Um, by either Love or Dylan resulted in not converting that fourth down. Um, but on third down, they were two for five in the first half. That's 40%. Three for six in the second half is 50%. Jordan Love on third down was five for 10 with 55 yards and two touchdowns. So the third down offense was pretty good. Uh, could be, I mean, not a whole lot better, honestly. My goal at the beginning of the year was over 40%, and they are absolutely doing that. I think that's pretty crazy that the numbers are that low. Uh, well, low. Um, cons- I don't know. I felt like the whole game they were just moving the ball. Like there weren't a ton of like three and outs or getting the third I, down. I, I, a I, lot. Guess, I would guess that most of those third downs came in the fourth quarter when they were just kind of bleeding the clock. Yeah. Possibly, yeah. Like, it seemed um, like a lot of the first and second downs were just converting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And obviously had a bunch of chunk plays again. They had eight chunk plays. Uh, 15 plus yards this game again. So I, the offense was really good. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, not speaking of the offense, actually, this is the most, the most first quarter points they had since October 19th, 2014. Wow. <laughs> Long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it helps. That's crazy considering the, the 2020 offense too. Uh, right? I was just going to say, Cause they were you know, putting up points. The one, you know, thing that the refs, I felt like they were making some crappy calls against us. At least they let that play go. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times you see them ready to blow the whistle, like against, you know, Pittsburgh on that play. At least they let it go and let it go to um, replay because it was pretty clear on review Mm -hmm. that he fumbled that ball. So, um, you know, we're, you know, one refing crew away from being, having a winning record right now, but I feel like they're playing really well. And it was just nice to see that they got rewarded with, uh, you know, making that play instead of, you know, a ref messing it up. Cause a rare uh, there's NFL. Been a lot, there's been a lot of games where the refs like that game last night was just disgusting. I don't know. If Do you, you see how it. many penalty yards they had? Combined. Like over 200. And like, it was like two, it was close to 300. And then uh, it was like 260 or something. Yeah. Like that. And I'm, I'm sorry, but there were some calls against this 
Seahawks that were absolutely terrible. And then you pick up a flag where Gino almost, I think it was a Gino almost got his head ripped off. Like, I just, I don't understand it. I don't know how they're paid, you know, they're that awful. Anytime a Dallas receiver got touched, it was a flag. But then you see Seattle getting knocked over and everything, or pulled and everything. It's just, it was horrible. It was a horrible refing yeah. game last. And I don't mean to go off on the rest, but we've seen it kind of screw us over a couple times yeah. or potentially this year already, too. So. That's what it is. Um, Bryant, how did the special teams look? Aside from Carlson, I think this probably was their best special teams game. Uh, the punter, he had four punts. All of them were inside the 20. Um, Dude, punt coverage was beautiful. Yeah, and then yeah. not to mention the downing it at like the two-yard line. Like they yeah. had him pinned back most of the game. Um, the coverage on kickoffs was really good. I think they had one like 30-yard turn, but then you also had that play where the guy came – I can't – it might have been Zane Anderson, I'm not sure, flying around the corner and smacking the guy was, like the 18. Yep. Um, you know, the only the, – the stop on the fake punt was great because it um, yeah. it led to our only touchdown of the second half, I believe. Uh, funny enough, <laughs> I'm pretty sure on the show last week I said, we can't leave four bo- points on the board if we want to win this game, and we left four points on the board. So um, – <laughs> Hopefully Carlson's gonna figure it out because like this is another game where like we really can't afford to leave points on the board. So uh, it worked out for us last week, but we don't want to do that against Mahomes. So yeah. I, I think people are overblowing Carlson a little bit. If you look at his overall numbers from the season, they're not that bad. I yeah, mean, last last week he they had a a block kick and that wasn't his fault. Josiah DeGuara completely. I don't know what the hell that was. That was a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Still, or, sorry, a couple weeks ago. Was, yeah, was weeks, weeks ago. are flying, but I mean, it, it's really not as bad as people and the people that want to bring bring back Crosby, like just leave it alone. No. And it's it's not he's not better than what Carlson is right now, in my opinion. Yeah, it's just like the extra points and stuff. I mean, yeah, don't one, get me wrong; it hurts. I, mean, the I guess game, the one but, like did it's he not enough to like blow, huh? It's a, and I guess if did he miss two kicks this game or just the extra point? He missed, I know the, extra point one. Field he missed the one because it was like sixty-two yards or whatever. But so I'm not going to count, count that one against him really. But I don't count that one against him. Yeah, yeah I mean, on the season, he's twenty for twenty-three on extra points. He had one blocked by negligence, and then he's missed one the last two weeks. And then he's one for two on field goals the last two weeks, but he's 15 for 19 on the year. And again, one of them was like a 63 yarder that they were just trying to yeah. give it a go. Um, I would love like to see them do that the free kick that. instead of that, where he just lines up and boots it because yeah. <laughs> that would have been kind of fun. But <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. It's not, I'm not really worried about it yeah. uh, 11 weeks into his career. Um, Overall, but, a pretty good game from special teams, you know. So. Yeah. All right, uh, Simon. What did the how did the secondary do? Uh, also, shout out Jane Reed for not uh, allowing the onside kick. Touche. Oh yeah. Well, yep. Good call. Oh, uh, sorry. Would you? What was your question? Uh, secondary. Oh, uh, secondary. I mean, I thought they were pretty pretty solid for where we're at. Like, yeah. it's crazy to think of how how bad badly hurt our secondary. We basically have a whole new secondary since we, uh, <laughs> since we've started the season and um, you know, Preston Smith leading the way. 
He's actually been decent in coverage. <laughs> it's so funny like since, since that one game. He's been he's been like solid in coverage. It's That's it's funny. it's funny how things work out like that. Uh, Corey Ballantyne got absolutely smoked this game. Um, yeah, he's a practice he, player. Yeah, he he's definitely like a guy they were looking to pick on. Uh, he had a nine receptions on eleven targets for 171 yards and a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, he got absolutely smoked this game. Um, outside of that, though, I thought everyone else played uh, pretty pretty clean. Uh, Carrington Valentine, I thought he had a he had another solid game. Four receptions for 33 yards. Um, yeah, other than that, like I I can't think of I can't think of anything where you know anyone else had an egregious, you know, coverage or, you know, getting to miss tackles in a minute. But, um, yeah. yeah, I can't really think of much else. Oh, and then, I mean, they gave up a bullshit touchdown at the end of the game. Yeah, uh, that was on Jonathan Owens that, it, I mean, the score is definitely not indicative of how this team played. Yeah, and we said that actually about the first Packers Lions matchup, where like it yeah. ended up being you know a closer yeah, game than it actually was. No, it, they got absolutely demolished the first time, and I felt like we absolutely demolished the Lions yeah. this time. And I'm gonna say something I want to be happens. It's gonna be interesting to see what happens if I don't know. I don't think I, I don't know what to think about Jaw because he's you know you limit practice every week, the last three weeks or every day pretty much, and then you have the place on that. But it'll be interesting to see if he plays how. They will him and Savage play how they'll do the rotation or what they'll do with that. That'll be really interesting. Mm-hmm. I think they, I think they'd have to use Jair a little bit more. Obviously, we talked about Ballantyne being picked on. I do think the safeties having played pretty well in the absence of Savage and Ford does give them a little more leeway with Savage. And uh, Stokes is uh, designated a return too. He's not going to play yeah. this week. He's not play. Uh, he, I think yeah. he's listed as doubtful, but doubtful. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's definitely not going to play. Yeah. It'll be seen um, to see if they put Savage in the slot at all or what. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. So I mean, Keyshawn, Keyshawn Nixon is I don't know. I like I feel like I don't hear his name a lot, which I think is a good thing because that means he's not getting torched or anything like that. But um, I'm trying to find him on on the list here to see. He's he, he's had his ups and downs for he gave sure. Up four receptions for 56 yards. Yep. Which I don't know. Obviously, like. You can only do what you can do. He is also credited for three run stops. So, I mean, it could be worse, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. So, I mean, you could just keep going. Uh, tackling and defensive line. Uh, Jake's rush defense segment is out because he did that yesterday. But, yeah, Simon, uh, tackling and the defensive line. Yeah, uh, tackling. Um, Anthony Johnson Jr. got uh, – well, yeah, him and Ballantyne both uh, together missed seven tackles. Um, outside of that, I, I feel like everyone else was pretty solid. Um, I, I can't, like I said, I can't really think of a play where they missed a tackle and the dude went for like 50 yards or something. I think I saw too that like the Packers had 12 missed tackles. I think I yes. saw that Montgomery forced six misses. Oof. So, but that, I mean, that, last so that's, played, he had eight. So. Not to get off on like from the tackling, but I I, th- I thought it was kind of weird how they got away from the run game. Uh, the Lions, that is, like they got away from the run game like pretty quickly. I felt like they could have had an Atlanta type comeback because it's not like we 
stopped him from running the ball that much. <clears throat> I think Goff just missed on a few throws and the game kind of got away from him, so they became one-dimensional. I feel like maybe they almost play kind of like we do. As soon as we score, we're down one score, we think we have to throw, 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 throw. Yeah, yeah. A lot of times, so. I, I mean, say, recently with no running back, not not no running backs. I think you know, obviously we have no consistent run game, but no consistent run game. We've kind of been like that. So yeah, I will say. So looking at it, David Montgomery averaged four point seven yards per carry, and Jameer Gibbs averaged four point nine. They only had seventy seven yards after contact. That's two point seven yards, two point seven five yards uh, per attempt after contact. That's yeah, not so bad. their offensive line was opening holes. It's. The the team was just able to have been yeah. And the team was able to tap on paper that they averaged a lot of yards per attempt, but it didn't sway the game for them. Obviously, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was definitely weird in that aspect of of it. But the W is a W. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, (laughs) for sure. No complaints here. Uh, Defensive line, I crazy like this was. Like pass rush wise, they were they were making the Lions look like JUCO level <laughs> in pass protection. It was insane how much uh, how much pressure they got. Um, like I said, Kenny Clark played well. Uh, Carl Brooks, I mean, he could have easily been like an under underrated player oh, himself. Um, but yeah, like. I, I couldn't believe how much like because I don't, the first game they were able to get like nothing on Goff. Yeah, like he wasn't touched like the whole game. It felt like, but <laughs> what would you see? Did you see how much, they got twenty five? I think pressures thirty three. Thirty three oh, pressures. Uh, not Kenny, to get in the pass rush too much. Kenny uh, Clark but, eight. Carl Brooks yeah, he had five. Eight. Preston Smith yeah. five. Enigbari four. Gary four. Van S, Quay, Wyatt had two yep. each, and Slayton had one. Uh, I thought um, uh, Wyatt was having a really good game, too, yeah. before he ended up uh, getting hurt. We brought up one of his run plays, actually. Um, this run play, here, I got it right here. This running play by Devontae Wyatt um, to get this push and then get inside and stop the ball carrier. That's a great play by Devontae Wyatt. Yeah. And he's back healthy again this week, so that's good to see. Yep. Yeah, look at the shove he gets on. Ooh, speaking of speaking of the defensive line, um, I saw this. Let me go back to what I was looking at because it was like a disgustingly low number, and I thought it was funny. Yeah. While you look for that, I just want to. So Graham Glasgow had a pass block rating according to PFF of two point two. Oof. Two, I've never seen anyone rated that low. Pretty low. <laughs> He's the guy that got destroyed by Kenny on that one. Yeah, that yeah. he must. Uh, Kenny must have been just hovering or like over him all night. Yeah, two point <laughs> two. He allowed eight pressures. Damn. Hey, December Kenny arrived a little early. Kaeda Awasaka. Sorry, I butchered that one. Allowed seven pressures. So their 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 interior offensive line was just getting destroyed. Hmm. I gotta say the defensive line was like a question mark coming into the season. Like that was one of the things we were watching yeah. in preseason to see what came out of it. They've been fantastic. Yeah. 
Slayton's taking a jump. Devontae Wyatt is getting better. He's, He's improving. Kenny Clark's a monster. And then Carl Brooks and even Colby Wooden for rookies have both been pretty productive. Yeah. Uh I give I give Gudikins full bars for what he's done with the defensive you're line. Not allowed, you're not allowed to give Gude credit. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. He deserves no credit. Yep. Uh, Barry Same said, "Who Barry. wants Barry gone now?" I don't. I mean, we, <laughs> speaking of, if, if people just take seriously, just a just a week by week subjective yes. look at the defense, like like the tackling is easily one of the easiest things to bring up when you talk about players versus coordinators who deserves you know quote-unquote blame which we've talked about that too trying to play the blame game it's just a it's just a bullshit thing that people want to have like well if this one thing was different everything else would have been different and it's just never that case but just to go week by week like joe i don't have any problems with joe barry this year you can look for outlier plays here and there but yep. overall in the course of the season i have no problems with joe barry I agree. Um, there's good days and bad days. And that's that's every yep. single player, every single coach, every single coordinator, and the GM. Everybody has their good days and bad days. And good rounds drafting, because obviously we know Gudikin struggles in the third round. But Tucker Craft. Sean Ryan, cross your fingers. Fingers crossed. Got it. All right. Uh, Bryant, red zone defense. So initial look at the numbers, people are like, oh, that didn't look all that great. But um, so because the Lions did go three for four, but there's a couple of things I want to talk about that make it not that, you know, three for four, yes. But um, the one stop was huge. We stopped them from making a one score game with 646 left in the game. Um, and then the offense did the job because the next time the Lions got the, the ball back, there's only 242 left in the game, right? So they ran over four minutes off. That's when we were playing soft, but keeping them in the field, they go down and score, but they only scored with 41 seconds left. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you let that score if they're going to go down, use over two minutes to do it, including their timeouts and um, the two-minute warning that, you know, you're going to give up that touchdown. It's okay because it comes down to a onside kick. And I know we have, you know, a little bit of PTSD from onside kicks, but overall I thought they did a pretty good so yeah, job. So, yeah, they went three for four in the red zone, but we turned, we made created a couple turnovers, you know, shortly before the red zone. And then we had the one huge stop and fourth down in the red zone. I mean, so – Overall, pretty good. Brian, that was nine and a half years ago. Get over it. I know. I was about to say it was almost a decade ago. We came <laughs> I'll never get over it, okay? I was a freaking ALC. With you. Right. Yeah, we I was met. an ALC. <laughs> Unfortunately, you were drunk at a B-dubs, okay? Yeah, I got fucking hammered. <laughs> <laughs> you remember, you remember me talking shit to that Cowboys fan? Uh, I don't. No, I was fucking hammered. And this Cowboys fan who... We beat the week before, I yeah. think. Was that the Des didn't draw yeah. yeah. And he started talking shit. I just lost it. <laughs> <laughs> Not my proudest moment. All right. I want to talk about one thing. Um, Bryant, I want to get your thoughts on it before I kind of talk on it a little bit. But um, what did you think about the Packers going for two when they were up 15 points? Okay. So I know why you're asking me. I didn't like the decision because I thought it opened the door and they had a little bit of momentum because we weren't doing too much in the second half. I thought, I feel like you take the extra point there. I know Carlson had missed one, but you take the extra point there because you can't lose the game if you kick it. Um, because in two scores, I should say, 
you can't lose a game in two assuming scores. He makes it, and you make it. Assuming you make it, you know, I would like to think he's going to make the extra point. But you, you make the two. That's a three possession game. Correct. That's, so that's but, where I was going. With yeah. It. So I understand both sides of it. I, you know, at the time, I'm like, kick it, make it, make it so they have to score two touchdowns and convert two extra points, which is already a low percentage, and then also you they would only be able to tie you at that point. So I felt like the way the game was going, if the Lions were to go score again, we hadn't stopped their two-point conversions yet, and I don't think we've been overly – I don't know, I'll have to look up the stats, but I feel like we've had a pretty high conversion rate against us this year. I feel like they're probably going for two. Um, so I thought at that the point, win? I was like, yeah, the Lions. So I feel like – I just felt like make it make them score twice and get two two-point conversions. To me, that's almost just as good as it being a three-score game in a weird way, but um, I understand the logic and the thinking as well. I want to throw this out there. Let's let's say they get two touchdowns, they get the first two point conversion, they go for the second one to try to make it thirty to twenty nine. What if they miss that and lose twenty nine twenty eight? And Dan Campbell has two really aggressive play calls that don't go his way, and they end up losing the game because of it. How quickly do you think Detroit fans will turn on him? Yeah, I don't know. Um, if they go for two and win it, to try to win it. I think they would have been okay with it, especially seeing how the way the game was going. Yeah. But I think some I think they get used to it. Okay it, it. I think they've gotten really used to how aggressive Dan Campbell is in any I mean, <clears throat> even this game where they – I think they went 0 for 4 on fourth, if I'm not mistaken. Um, even some of the fans were, like, kind of okay with it. or They love, they love his aggressive uh, play calling. In those situations, I don't think there would have been too many people that were like off with his head about it. Yeah, especially where they're sitting right now, they're two and a half games ahead in the division. I don't think it would have been that bad, in my opinion. Anyways, I'm just thinking of it as like seeing the the other perspective of if they kick the field goal, they go into overtime. Like, hey, we were down by 15 points, we came all the way back to tie it. Momentum's on our side. Just go to overtime and win it in overtime. Yeah, yeah, I could see that too. Yeah, and, I, and it, I can see exactly what you guys are saying too. To go for it, they love the aggressive nature. They know he's aggressive. Just throwing that out there as a. I mean, Packers fans I, would I, lose it, but. Yeah, I don't. So I can see it both ways. I just felt right. like making it two scores and two two point conversions was just as good as making it you a know, three possession game where they would have won with a field goal, pretty much, right? So, you know, that was my thought process. Yeah, I, I, I get like that. putting it a little more, little farther out of reach for for a yeah. team that, given their talent level, and you know Simon talked about the the decimated secondary that the Packers have. It does seem like the Lions are capable of scoring really quickly. Whereas if they had recovered that onside kick with 41 seconds left, like it'd be a little bit like, oh shit, like you know. It, again, we can see it both ways. <clears throat> okay, so. Credit to Bryant. Bryant called for the Packers to start the game with a touchdown. I don't know if you went as far as to think that Matt LaFleur was going to win the toss and take the ball, but it did work, and Matt LaFleur said that they wanted to be aggressive. They wanted to set the tone, and that's why they took the ball. So great work on uh, Matt LaFleur coaching that, and good call by Bryant going to uh, calling for them to go score a touchdown to start the game. And, I mean, the commentators even said it, right? They're like, you could hear there's that it's – Super silent, and of course the Lions go down and score again. But I feel like we already showed that we can score when it, that place is rocking. We punch them in the mouth, turn around, score again. And then the next thing you know, we get the touchdown. We're up twenty-one to or twenty to seven or whatever it was. Twenty to six because um, they missed the extain. extra point on the first. Oh yeah, yeah. twenty-six. Yeah. 
So, yeah, Lions should cut their kicker. They should for sure. They should cut on right? St. Brown, trade him to us for a seventh round pick. Yeah, we could always uh, revisit uh, Scary Terry for Aaron Jones straight up. Yeah, I don't mind that. <laughs> Do it now. I've seen some better places. Uh, Joe Barry, I think this is maybe his best game on mixing coverages and dialing up blitzes. Yes. Um, the blitzes got guys in positions to get sacks and turnovers. I mean, we brought 33 pressures. It's fucking ridiculous. Against a bad offensive line, that's ridiculous. Not to mention a top three offensive line, probably top two offensive line in the NFL. You get 33 pressures is outrageous. Like, Dan Campbell is probably punching air when he saw that. He might have been punching people. He's weird. <laughs> um, something, something kneecaps or some shit. Yeah, it's something. And then the special team stopped the uh, big punt. So, I mean, at all three levels, I think the coaching was done well and the execution was there. And then on time of possession, the Lions did win time of possession 32-28, to 28, but Green Bay did score a defensive touchdown which shortens the game by one possession because the ball goes right back to the offense, obviously. So yep. uh, not super worried about time of possession on that. Uh, let's talk about Jordan Love. Simon, what do you think about Jordan Love? <laughs> Another week where it's like, man, this was his best game of the year. I put once again for what seems like the fourth game in a row, I think this is Love's best game as a starter. <laughs> I put keep getting better and better and better is what I put. Is this – yeah, it's and even Andy Reid. I don't know if you mentioned this earlier, but Andy Reid even kind of shouted him out uh, earlier in a presser. Was like it, the day uh, from his first start in Kansas City to now is just incredibly different. Um, I don't know what he's able to do. And man, what's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's what a it just seems like he's getting in a more consistent rhythm too in the offense and everything's starting to click for the pass catchers. Um and he's just throwing some darts, man. Where yeah. like things that he might have missed earlier in the year, he's like just hitting on now. And that's the that's the thing that you want as a Packers fan. And yeah. that's what every in every every fan should want. And I, I feel like now we're starting to see the Jordan Love naysayers kind of hide hide away a little bit. And that's that's what you love <laughs> we love to see as like just avid supporters of the team and guys we like seeing succeed instead of, you know, crapping on them for maybe not playing as well. Um six games but, but yeah what, what a what a game by love uh, he was absolutely dealing this game and um i think uh i i, I talked to you guys earlier in the week about it or last week I, I can't remember this last week's been a blur but uh the qb school um the guy that runs that that page and uh whatever social media is on he basically does a breakdown of love like every single week and he does all the quarterbacks not just love just to put that out there yeah sorry yeah yeah. good point i don't want to give an opportunity for people to be like well he's biased he talks about love every week oh yeah sorry that's a good point like he does one on every qb every week and it's it's about a 30 40 minute video of him breaking down different plays and he goes through the good and the bad like there's still i mean love obviously still has flaws to his game and um and he points them out um but yep. the the you love <laughs> you love seeing the off platform throws yeah. that he's able to make that n- not that many QBs in the NFL can make and it's almost i hate saying this because we don't like to talk about him but it's like Rodgers esque yeah. in a way where he's just like falling backwards he's still able to zip it you know, 14 yards across the field on a dot. I will say he doesn't have quite as much arm strength as Aaron Rodgers, and hopefully he didn't pick up because Aaron Rodgers, like, for a while wouldn't set his feet. Um, Like, but, uh, like, the only one you could really point to this time was the one to Christian Watson. He had someone in his face immediately on that one. So he did. But, like, Aaron Rodgers probably has arm strength to get that there anyway. Jordan Love is just a little less, but I think he's going to learn more and more to plan his feet. Um yeah, he has a if, if if you watch the video, one thing that he notices that Love does is he puts a little extra like hitch yeah. on his back foot instead of planting and driving through his hips to get all that power on it. He'll have a little extra hitch, which I'm sure they they notice They'll that causes him to have a little less power through his throws than he should be able to have. Yep. Gets a little bouncy is what it seems like. That yeah, that's a good word for it. I like that. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Cannot recommend the QB school enough. His, his work is fantastic. It's a level, a level I think we aspire to, and hopefully a future guest of the show. Love to have him on to talk to him about Jordan Love, but, um, yeah, can't recommend the QB school enough on, if you want to learn more about Jordan Love's, uh, performances. Um, Brian, what are you looking at from Jordan Love? So kind of like Simon said this, like fourth game in a row, I'm like, man, this is his best game. (laughs) So um, I will say his receivers made a lot of plays for him, but he Uh also put them in position to let them make those plays for him. So that was really good. Like the balls in play gives him a chance to make it. Um, I kind of talked about the story about Jordan Love's confidence. Like, no, I want that deep throw right away. Um, The only thing I'm 
I don't know how we get through the show without saying is the fact that Fox didn't have a turkey leg for Gary and um, Love at the end of the game is honestly embarrassing. Oh, did that ever officially like come out? I don't know if they ever said it's true. I saw, that they have the I saw a story on it, but yeah, I saw. Yeah, that. but they've never they haven't denied it either. And if they did that, that's just like, come on, man! It's a NFL any given Sunday, right? Uh, so it was really embarrassing, and it felt like it probably is partially true because you could see, like, they scrambled and tried to get behind, oh, we're going to donate 10000 to your favorite charity. Like, great. Do that and have a damn turkey. A turkey is 60 bucks or whatever to cook it. You know what I mean? You're talking about John Madden all morning. You're talking about how great he was, and then you don't have a freaking turkey. Like, yeah. And what did we talk turkey about? I said, I said that my birthday was the next day, and the only thing I want is to see Jordan Love eating a turkey leg. And he had the performance to do that, and then they stole it from me. This close. They stole it from me. They stole it from me. <laughs> you crushed a grown man's hopes and dreams. I'm like, very something out loud. They let John Madden down. <laughs> it was so bad. Like, Even the Black Friday game had a, like a big deal. Because it's a turkey, you know, it's like, oh, it's turkey, it's sixty dollars. That is a staple. That is a Thanksgiving staple. It's yeah. a symbolic like aspect yeah. of it. I mean, they've been doing it for what twenty some years. Yeah, and you watched. I mean, think about when we watched, you know, Brett Favre and Amon Green eating a turkey it, yeah. and Aaron Rodgers eating a turkey leg. Like, come on, man. Like, it's his first Thanksgiving Day game and he balled yeah. out. He may never have that opportunity again. I'm sure they'll play in his career as a Packer quarterback. Hopefully they'll play the Lions again on Thanksgiving. But who's to say we beat him? You know what I mean? Like, right. and, and then for beat him in that fashion when we're, the four, Detroit, man. when we're the four and six underdog coming against the – They you know, were eight and a half point underdogs. Exactly. Huge right. underdogs. And we smack them up and down the field, and then in their building, in their building, and you don't have that there for them. Yeah. Like that's just that's just a mega L for Fox. Yeah, I hear you. Um, Matt Lafleur said it's a night and day difference with Jordan Love from five or six weeks ago. Yeah, that was their Matt Lafleur words. Um, he is <laughs> the the completion percentage. People have also gotten quiet. Last week it was 67.5, this week 68.8. And coming into this game, Detroit actually had the number eight opponent completion percentage allowed. So going against a a solid secondary as well. I have a feeling they'll pipe up again this week because looking at Kansas City's stats, it's going to be a tough game to throw the ball. We'll see what happens. Anything can happen, right? Right. But I'm sure they'll be like, see, we told you if he has the struggles throwing the ball, but we'll see. And I'll say this, if Jordan Love balls out this week, the Jordan Love apology form is coming. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a little bit in the back of the mind, like in the works, but if it happens against Kansas City that he plays really well, it's coming out. Um, this game, Jordan Love had some more sweet arm angle throws, threw into some super tight windows, um, and again, putting guys in position where they have the opportunity to make contested catches. I didn't see – I didn't really see a lot of 50-50 balls. Like it, the, no, the contested catches that the Packers had were, for the most part that I can think of, balls that only his receivers could catch. And the one that he threw to Dobbs across the middle of the field where the DB kind of got on his back, A, should have been defensive holding because the dude had a, yeah. uh, Romeo Dobbs' jersey tug. Yep. And B, it was off, like we talked about the off-platform throws. His, his feet were like pointed towards like the corner of the end zone, and he threw the ball straight. With his arm like this. Like, that was a crazy 
crazy throw. This is going to be a fun game to watch because you're going to see some weird, just awkward angle throws by both quarterbacks and yeah. everything like that. It should be a pretty good fun game to watch, hopefully, anyway. Barry said if Love plays good this week, we're heading to the playoffs, no doubt. I like the oh, optimism. Yeah. Dude, I, like- I I seen earlier, I seen at the beginning of this week, if we if we finish – for first off, if we win out, we're in the playoffs. We own our, we control our own destiny here. Now, tell me that's not a little bit of like deja vu from last year when we got to this point in the season, right? And then two, if we finish, if we beat the Chiefs and we finish, like our chance to make the playoffs go to like something like crazy, it was in the 90%. If we finish four and six, we're still at between 75 and like 80 something percent to make the playoffs as long as the loss doesn't come to the Vikings. Ah, that makes sense. Mm, yeah. yeah. So, so if we finish four and six and we beat the Vikings and say we lose to the Chiefs and do we now do we play another AFC team? Either way, if it's something like that, no. there's a decent chance they make it at nine and eight. But they we'll still play. Else. They play Tampa, Carolina, Chicago, Minnesota, Kansas City, Giants. and the and Giants. Giants. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, so it'd be like a loss to the Giants or something stupid like that, like. I'd be annoyed if we lost to the Giants. I wouldn't well, know, I would you know, too. like breaking shit, but the Denver the Denver loss doesn't feel as bad now, but because they haven't yeah. lost since they beat us. So yeah, they, they, with they, wins they, against they, Kansas City and Buffalo. Yeah, what a turnaround by the Broncos. Sorry. Yeah. Jake and I talked about this the other day though. With the you know, people are like, Oh, if we hadn't lost to the Falcons or the Raiders or the Broncos, and we talked about it, like they had to go through that to get to where they are. They don't get to where they are without going through what they've gone through. That's how you learn from these things. That's what that's the trending up. They're trending in the right direction. They're not, exactly... they're not stagnating. They're not making the same mistakes. They are getting better from learning from things they've made mistakes on in the past. This this is exactly what we all talked about at the beginning of the year before. Sorry, what do we want to see? We want to see that Jordan Love is a guy and we want to see that we're competing. We might not make the playoffs, but you know, close tough losses aren't a bad thing. I think our margin of like loss are pretty minimal aside from the Lions game. Like mm-hmm. it's like exactly what we want to see. Honestly, it kind of it reminds me a lot of Aaron Rodgers first into second year because in the second year we remember that's the year we lost to the Arizona Cardinals. We might be a step ahead of where we were when we had Aaron Aaron Rodgers uh coming. I'm not saying love is Aaron Rodgers or anything. I'm right. saying this team is kind of in that realm right now. And they're way younger. Way younger. Um, I think I, I have more PTSD from the Cardinals game than I do. <laughs> well, we had two really ugly losses. Like against Julius Peppers, Dude, man. you remember that, man? We watched me and Simon watched the Hail Marys. Um, yeah. Until against the Cardinals game, like we were on high, high, like in my living room, and then instantly Larry Fitzgerald just completely killed us. It Julius sucks because I love Larry Fitzgerald. I love Larry Fitzgerald, and I just wanted to lose my mind at that point. Tough. I will say we haven't spent a lot of time on our show com- uh, comparing Jordan Love to Aaron Rodgers, but we've we talked about this in the, be- in the be- like the preseason that we didn't want to compare him to Aaron Rodgers. Um, like obviously some of the statistical things are obviously going to come out, and we're going to mention his name because he played for the team for uh, almost two decades. Uh, but we we wanted to compare Jordan Love more to himself the day before, and the week before, mm-hmm. the game before. And looking at it, this game against Detroit was Jordan Love's highest rating and by far his highest quarterback rating. So that's the last thing I wanted to say on Jordan Love. Um, anything else you guys want to say about the Packers and Lions game? No, it was just it was so fun to watch, man. 
Yeah, what yeah. a great win. I, yeah. I just it was, it was just unexpected. I just also, <laughs> I mean, aside from the turkey, like how great is it that after they smoked us in Lambo, these you've seen Lions fans, they're, they're crowning themselves before the season began, and then they're what did all, I say? They're all crapping on us after that game. How does it feel? What did I say? I told Lions fans to act like you've been there before. Yeah. And nope, they're like, nope, here we go. We're the Elfin Dogs. Ugh, we're yeah. going to beat the shit out of you in Detroit. Karma, it's karma. What happened? Yeah, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Simon, what are you looking for from the Packers offense against the Chiefs? Uh yeah, uh, Bryant kind of already alluded to it. Um, I, I feel like the packing, the passing game is going to be a little harder to come by this week uh, against a, a fairly strong. Here we go, with Taylor Swift. I'm not. Who said that? <laughs> Brittany. I... Brittany Dix. Where are you? Okay, I, I I'm not looking <laughs> at comments or anything. Uh, who's their secondary is playing a really strong this year. So I feel like getting the, the run game would be really nice this week to to help me open up the passing game a little bit more. Um, I, I feel like that's going to be the key. Um, and then the interior offensive line has to be has to be stout. Chris Jones is still a monster. Uh, he's, he's definitely going to get after love. Okay, Brittany, I'm just teasing. Fucking Taylor Swift, goddamn it! <laughs> Dude, I said this. I'm like Taylor Swift and Simone Biles are both going to be in the same football stadium on Sunday. There's going to be more non-football interested females watching this game than ever before. <laughs> I believe that. Yeah. Um, Michael said both of our offensive and defensive lines played very well. Offensive yes. line has been coming together. Nice to see. Thoughts. I think the thing that we really kind of hung on the offensive line was maybe trying the left tackle rotation at right guard with Runyon and Ryan. Uh, Barry's got the uh, got the old weather report in there already. Um, anything else you want to say on the offense, Simon? Or uh, that was kind of it. Okay, uh, Bryant, what are you looking for from the Packers' yeah. offense against the Chiefs? Kind of exactly what Simon said, right? So the Chiefs give up the third least amount of points at sixteen and a half points per game, uh, least third pass, uh, third least passing yards per game at one hundred seventy six, um, which has really been our strength of how we've been winning right is throwing the ball um they have 37 sacks um they're tough on third down tough on fourth down and they're also the least penalized team in the nfl um yeah. so the you know and that's kind of a stark contrast to us you know um the one weakness if you want to call it a weakness is that you know they have given up 113 rush yards per game, but they are the fifth worst in the league, allowing 4.6 yards per carry. And I think the reason that the yards per game isn't as higher because they probably pulled away and people feel like they always have to throw against them to stay in the game. So I think the the running game has to be key. I know we, we're not super healthy, but if we need to get Patrick Taylor some more carries, if Aaron Jones needs to run the rock, um, Jordan Love, Jaden Reed, um, if we're going to do some end rounds with Christian Watson, like do it where he has space and not a condensed formation like that one that they did. Um, you know, another thing is with the running backs, they've allowed uh 80% completion to running backs out of the backfield. Oh. But I mean, the, the yards per average is only like 5.4. But if you do that twice a drive, I'm not saying they're going to do that twice a drive, but you know, right. you can make some, some, uh, some check downs, some check downs there because to, against wide receivers are only allowing 57% completion for right. one. Cause they get absolutely destroyed. You know, they get after the quarterback, Chris Jones, Carl Loftus, 
Um, they have like four or five people with over three sacks. It's a, it's a deep team. Um, hopefully our offense line is ready. They've been ready the last couple of games. They've done well against Watt. They did well against Hutchinson. So yep. they're going to be need another big game here. Um, but I think the running game is going to be key. Brittany said, I think this game is going to be a nail biter, to be honest. And it could be. And the home the home field advantage is what really gives me a little bit more confidence in the Packers. Uh, whereas yep. if playing in this game in Kansas City, it'd be like, all right, let's keep it close. But we're in we're in Lambeau. Looks like let's go win this game. We have a puncher's chance. Sure. <clears throat> it is what it is. Um, Jordan Love, in the first matchup against the Chiefs two years ago, he was 19 of 34. He had one touchdown, one interception. I expect that he will be much better now than he was two years ago. That said, in that game, he threw 34 passes. 14 of them went to Devontae Adams. And five of them went to Randall Cobb. Hmm. Probably all on the outside of the field. Maybe. Here's the thing. Devontae Adams had six receptions on 14 targets. Randall Cobb had three receptions on five targets. Jordan Love targeting anybody else was 100%. Hmm. So I'm going to come back to that because I think the passing distribution is way better now, and I think it's going to be extremely important. <laughs> Jake bought box tickets next to Taylor Swift. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll let Bryant go first on the defense. Bryant, what are you looking for from the Packers' defense against the Chiefs? Um, so the Chiefs don't have the same weapons they did a few years ago, so everyone thinks they're you know not playing well. And they are struggling some, but they're struggling as still 11th best for points per game in the NFL. They're still scoring, you know, 24 points on points per game. So Mahomes does have 21 touchdowns, but he has thrown 11 picks as well. So if he does give us a chance, we have to capitalize. Um, absolutely have to cap- capitalize on it. So um, he has only been sacked 14 times, so it's going to be hard to get home. Uh, but However, he has been hurried in, uh, the most times in the NFL, but they throw a lot. So, so this is where I was talking about what Simon said earlier about the 3.7. So – I don't know if you know this, but Mahomes has, um, and that's because, and this is probably why his sacks are low. Mahomes has one of the low air, lowest air yards per attempt in the entire NFL at only three point seven yards. His his average pass only travels three point seven yards in the air before being caught. Interesting. So, um, so he's throwing close to the line of scrimmage. So you know, hopefully, we try to get in their face and we we play a little press and don't. Because I feel like, yeah. So. Um, they have we have allowed um, some big games to tight ends, so if we can slow down Travis Kelsey, now that his little girly friend is in the stadium, you know they're going to try to force him to fall. So um, uh, we will want to uh, play better. Uh, that's a joke, but they, they do seem to try to force him to get him a touchdown when she's in the stadium. So uh, as for running the ball, they're in the middle of the pack, four point yard, two point yards per carry. But Isaiah Pacheco is dangerous; like he can he can be explosive in the passing game and the running game. So I feel like we need to press him a little bit. Um, you know, force him, force him to uh, get rid of the ball quite a bit. So, another stat here. Give me one second. Let me find it. Where did that go? So, I just wanted to look this up while you're on that subject of the air yards. The guy that I think I don't have him as my X factor, but I I think a guy who is an X factor in that situation is Jarek McKinnon. Uh, he's officially listed as questionable. So he's definitely going to be an eye, a guy to keep an eye on because he is Jordan or not Jordan Love, Patrick yeah, Mahomes' so- safety valve. So as long along with you know that you know not being sacked much, he had, actually is he has the most her, recorded hurries in the NFL. That goes along with them throwing the ball a lot too. But I feel like if if we play press on them a little bit and we can get home, you know some pressure, we might actually be able to get home a little bit this game. Yeah, 
Brittany said need Gary to keep up his performance with the sacks. And we're not expecting three sacks again. I mean, he's already got That'd two be- three-sack game this season, so, I mean, I'd be super stoked if he did. Like but- I said, Kansas City's given up 14 sacks in 11 games, so that would yeah. be pretty insane. Yeah, that'd be that'd be wild. But then again, we didn't think that they'd get home that often against Detroit either. Yeah. Okay. So for me, again, I looked at the I looked at the 2021 matchup to see what successfully the Packers did because they held Kansas City to 13 points when they had Tyreek Hill. So Kevin King, surprisingly, and Darnell Savage were very good in that matchup. They were four for ten combined when targeted in 2021. So we obviously don't have those two anymore, but we still have Darnell Savage, depending on how much he's going to play. We did have very, very poor linebacker play in that game. And now we have Quay Walker. So I think uh, much better linebacker play could be in store than the last time we played the Chiefs, which my thought is I would like as many different looks at Travis Kelsey as possible. Not just to say, hey, we're going to put Devondre Campbell on him and we're just going to leave that alone. But but to continue, like whether it be bracket coverage with a linebacker and a safety or trying to jam with the line of scrimmage, using linebackers, just mixing things up between man, zone. I'm expecting a lot of one-on-one coverage on their wide receivers. Their wide receivers, they don't scare anybody. Like they, they have capable guys. They have guys who have played well, you know, sporadically. They don't have a consistent the guy at their wide receiver position. I think Rasheed Rice is kind of making his. He's getting there. That's yeah. what I'm, that's what I'm, that's what I was going to allude to. Is that's like fair. he's he's getting better and better. I feel like that's fair. Um, so again, but even even still, he's a rookie at the at the end of the day. If you put Jair on him, like I'm not worried at all about it. Yeah, they have to spread the ball around a lot. Okay. Oh. Um, MVS is still MVS and Kadarius Tony doesn't scare anybody. Sky Moore hasn't taken a big second year leap like a lot of wide receivers do. I, I think the Packers can play a lot of one on one coverage on their wide receivers. And then I think they'll play a lot of zone coverage, which people don't like, but it is what it is. Um, especially when you have a guy like Travis Kelsey. I do really, really think that they need to give him as many different looks as possible so that he can't get comfortable. And be like, okay, this is what they're doing. I agree. Yeah, that Watson makes some plays from Mercy Rice look good. I mean, they do spread the ball a lot. So, and of course, if MVS is going to make a play this week, this year, it'll probably be against us. Yeah, right. Um, you know, I think yeah, he'll make like some ridiculous catch. All right, All right. Simon, what's the matchup you're watching? Uh, uh, linebackers versus Travis Kelsey. I think. You already oh, talked about it enough, yep. but uh, protecting the middle of the field, uh, not allowing him to get a lot of yak, um, too. Uh, I think that's that's gonna be. I mean, Travis Kelsey has been a staple of that offense for years now, mm-hmm. and it's not gonna change come Sunday. Yeah, I put Joe Barry versus Travis Kelsey, just like everything I just said yeah. about giving him different looks that's, and all that. That's that's where I'm at with the matchups, but uh. Brian, what's the matchup you're watching? Uh, same, right? I got I put Quay Campbell in safeties versus Kelsey. I really think if they if they can kind of limit him, uh, I think you know that's where the just struggles creep in a little bit for the Kansas City's offense because I feel like you know those wide, other wide receivers can't make plays. They spread the ball a lot, um, but yeah, yeah. Um, 
Barry, Barry said Andy's going to be busy thinking about who has the best cheeseburger in Green Bay. <laughs> He's going to go to Kroll's right after the game. <laughs> All right. Um, Simon, who's your X Factor? Uh, I got um, – I got uh, I think A.J. Dillon's going to be the you X Factor. A.J. Dillon. I took it for Bryant. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, already, I already talked about getting the run game going and uh with um aaron jones out again this week it's looking like a aj Dillon show he's gonna probably have another 15 20 carries this game I, i'd love to see him uh get close to the century mark this game have uh over four yards per carry but also aj dillon has been sneakily good in the passing game this year i'm glad you brought that up oh, okay yeah, that's what i'm here for <laughs> a boy Good job. I give you credit once in a while. I can't yeah. fire you every time you speak. Yeah, true, true, true. <laughs> uh, Michael said Tucker Craft for X Factor. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, all right, Brian, who's your X Factor? Can I go X Factor and then key to the game so Simon doesn't steal more from me? Or <laughs> you want, I'll let you go first for key to the game. Yeah, X Factor is AJ Dillon. So, did you already uh, say yours? I did not say mine yet. Okay. Mine is Christian Watson. Um, can he? We talked about Jordan Love getting better every game. Can Christian Watson put together another good game? Because when Christian Watson has good games, I believe that it opens things up for everybody else. When Christian Watson's playing really well, it puts eyes on him, and it allows like it allows guys like Jaden Reed, Romeo Dobbs, and Malik Heath even. And now Dontavian Wicks is going to be back. If all those guys are getting one on ones, they've all been good at it, especially last week. They were all fantastic, all of them except for Dontavian Wicks because he didn't play. But they were all very good. Um, Malik Heath being four for four and three for three on contested catches is, is amazing. Um, all right. And I will say on the subject of Jaden Reed and Christian Watson using him on those end of rounds, I brought it up last week that it's a way to possibly negate some of the pass rush. That could be a factor again this week as well. All right. Bryant, what's your key to the game? So I'll run the ball effectively, obviously, but this is what I want to say about it. And control the clock to make sure – we want to be able to make sure we use the run game throughout the whole game, right? So the Chiefs have won the time of possession battle in eight of their 11 games. In two of the three that they lost at the possession battle, they lost, all right? And their other loss was against the Eagles, and it was literally pretty much a 50-50 split on that. So in two of the three games that they didn't win the possession battle, they lost that game. Um, and then in their three losses, this is why I'm saying we need to be able to run the ball the entire time and kind of control the clock. In their three losses, they've scored a total of six points in the second half. So those six quarters, they've scored six points. So if we can, if we keep this game close and don't let them kind of get in their groove and we can run the ball and we can do it in the second half, they're, I feel like they're going to struggle to score again, especially if we get like someone like Jair back and some other players and we, and we have a good plan for, um, you know, Kelsey. Now, if we come out and we play soft like we have sometimes against, you know, and as we just talked about, Mahomes isn't throwing the ball down the field. If we just let him kind of dink and dunk against us, they're going to be effective. So hopefully they just get ready to pressure this guy. That kind of makes me feel like the Packers should, like, if they win the toss, take the ball and go score again. Yeah, possibly. Be nice. Um, Simon, what's your key to the game? Uh, For the offensive line to win up front. Um, Mm, I like it. Yeah, um, in the run game and in pass pro as well. Um, <clears throat> giving A.J. Dillon enough room and keeping Jordan Love upright, and that kind of plays into Bryant's ability to just move the ball uh, effectively and win the uh, time of possession battle. 
Yeah, so when I touched on it in the offense, I'm coming back to it. For me, the key to the game is the passing game distribution. To have, and I, I'm going to say it again, I've said this probably 15 times over the course of the season, to throw out the, the depth chart wide receiver one concept. Get rid of it. We have four guys, I would say, between Watson, Dobbs, Reed, and I'll throw Dontavian Wicks in there because he's shown it a couple times this year. Four guys that can be a wide receiver one on a given week. And on any given play, they all can be. So with Kansas City to not have a Devontae Adams to hyper-focus on, like we did when we played him in 2021, Jordan Love's been spreading the ball around to everybody. That is everybody that they have to have eyes on. And Simon brought up A.J. Dillon, who's been sneaky good in the passing game. He's like and, an elegant person just catching that and floating and getting it in the air and just kept running. I was like, that was, yeah, that was awesome. He just bounced right <laughs> off. It's the, the distribution. This, like I said, this, I think has been my favorite thing about Jordan love this year is how well he spread the ball around to all the weapons that he has on the field. So that for me is the key to the game. Um, Barry did give the, the weather there um, 25 degrees 25% chance of precipitation, five mile an hour winds, cloudy. Whew. That's going to be cold. That's going to be December football. Hell yeah. Uh, Barry said the mayor of Door County is going to have a big game. And it's it would be a good game for him to have a big game. When it's cold, you punish him with the run. I mean, it's not. I don't think it's going to be snowing like it did against Tennessee, but that's still, I think, is A.J. Dillon's best game. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> talking too much all right uh brian give me your score prediction from the head uh from the head it's worked for me so far so i'm gonna go with it right um i'm gonna put the packer 17 chiefs 24 okay uh simon your score prediction from the head uh 21 17 packers or i'm sorry uh chiefs all right i have chiefs 27 to 20 all right Bryant, from the head, what is your score prediction? From the heart. From the heart. That's what I meant. Yeah, Packers 23, Kansas City 21. Ooh. Uh, Simon, what is your score prediction from the heart? 23-20, uh, Packers. Holy shit, we are all very close. I have 24-23, Packers. <laughs> um, I think we've well, talked about it. We don't think, you know, I think either way, we think it'll be a one-score game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we that's what I was just actually going to say. We talked about this, like that we expect this Packers team to have a lot of close games. But to, to even be in it with Kansas City, I think would be a, a, a pretty decent statement to make. All right, Simon says, Bryant, what do you got? All right, A.J. Dillon hasn't ran for 100 yards in a game since December 2020 against the Tennessee Titans. He rushes for a second career 100-yard game this Sunday. Given what Kansas City is giving up, I could see it. Yeah, I could see it. Oh, if the Packers it. have a lead at any point. Though. Yeah, that that was that's the biggest determining factor. Is I mean, we talked about it earlier, but once we get down like a score or two, we just abandon the run game altogether. So I, it's super dependent on if we take the ball and go down and score. I could see it. If we if the Chiefs take the ball, go down score, and we fail to score, they score again. I, I, I doubt it. I yeah, but I doubt it. it. Um, I'll say on the offense, three different touchdowns to three different receivers. I'm calling for the same thing that happened last week. I'm in it. 
I love it. I, I think we distribute the ball very well. I mean, I can see a world where they score touchdowns on the ground, but just the way that they've been moving the ball with the yeah. passing game and the different route combinations and pre-snap motions and play actions and block and releases with tight ends. I, I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident in the Packers passing game right now. Bear, if we shut out the Kansas City, I'll do the next show with my shirt off. I know you want to see that. And outside. I'm in North Dakota now. Not Georgia no more. No, I won't. It was zero (laughs) degrees out today. I'm all right. Um, Okay. I will say defense. Defense, Bryant. Now marks the start of December, Kenny. Uh, Green Bay Packers sacked Mahomes four times. I'm going to say no. I just feel like they get the ball out too fast. To for us to be effectively pressuring him, I would love to see. I love December Kenny though. <laughs> Alrighty, uh, my I I will say my defensive one isn't super spicy, but um, Travis Kelsey under eighty receiving yards. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think, like guys who have been focal point of offenses this year haven't exactly killed us. I feel like maybe yeah, Bijan. I mean, Amon Ra last week. He wasn't crazy. I can't. Re- I heard you say Jake, but I can't recall exactly what it was. Um, I'm trying to think from the head. Um, trying to think of like other wide receiver yeah. tight end ones that we've played. Like, where I mean, Deontay like Johnson, insane. is he still, like, a guy that you consider the guy? No. I, no. Oh, yeah. That offense under Canada was terrible anyway. So, looking at Kelsey's last handful of games, 91, 44, 14. 14 receiving yards against the Dolphins is wild. Um, 58 against the Broncos, which the Broncos dominated that game. Yeah. Uh, 179. Yards against the Chargers, 124 yards against the Broncos in their previous matchup, then 67, 60, 69. Nice. Yeah, and nice. 26 in his first game back from his injury. Yeah, I'll take the under on it. Um, Jake said, Love throws five touchdowns and make sure Andy Reid remembers his name. Oh, <laughs> uh, I forgot about that. <laughs> Jake said, Nice. <laughs> nice. I forgot about that. <laughs> All right, Simon, you got any? Uh, Jordan Love outperforms Patrick Mahomes. God, I hope so. With with the weapons available, I see the route to it happening. I see the path. Yeah. I, I would just love it so much. I'm, t- I'm telling you right now, if he does that, you'd go from outplaying Herbert to carving up and outplaying the Lions and, and golf to them beating Mahomes on national television. Same thing that our Sunday night football. I mean, the win against uh, the Lions was on, you know, it was like 37 million people or something watched that game. I think it was, it was the most watched 33 or 36 million. game in history. Yeah. So now people are, instead of just box score watching, you know, early in the, maybe they're like, holy crap, this, this dude can, you know, his, his arm angles and the throw he makes. Yeah. 
I want to see. Very, uh, I want to see a zone read Archville, for. Barry, I think they would all run away to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see a zone read touchdown. <laughs> oh, Jake said it was thirty-three. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean Simon's not going to be here next week, but it would be me, Jake, and a puddle of ice cream on the show. So. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> uh, Jake said Reed will have two of them. I would love for Jaden Reed to have two touchdowns. Jaden Reed has been absolutely better than advertised. I um, love that. Like I He's... said, we talked about it. If Jordan Love carves up this game, the, the Jordan Love apology form is coming out. Yeah. Uh, Jaden Reed's kind of been he, – he kind of shut me up because I had uh, – I was like during the draft. Uh, I was like, man, I don't know about. This. I wish I had my notes. Though. I want to see. I think I had him rated decent because of his contention. I, don't know. I, I, I don't remember know, like writing 17. my notes. I remember writing my notes. And I remember saying he plays bigger than his size. Oh, here it is. And a hundred percent, he's done that all year. Let's see what I said about him. I think we split him up when we talked about the guys that we had. Um, pull him up. I think I got rid of mine. To be honest, like we talked about different. Different guys were like one of us we talked did. about one guy. Yep. We did. Simon, you had you had Jaden Reed. I did. Yeah. All right. No, I didn't. You did. I have it in my notes right here. I'm looking at it. No, I didn't. I had Zay Flowers or She Rice, Cedric Tillman, Parker. No, 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 no. I mean when we talked about the Packers draft picks. Oh, 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 okay. We split them up. Gotcha. I thought you meant the initial draft thing. No, oh, gotcha. I had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Let's see if I can find my wide receiver. I had him sixteenth. Um, <laughs> I had him. I also had him sixteenth. I had him. What'd you say I did? Um, <clears throat> let me see what I. I think it was around that too, to be honest. But I remember writing that he plays bigger. I only wrote down top ten, so I can't tell you what you had him as. Oh, okay. Um, Barry said I'm predicting we run the ball back to the house on the first kickoff of the game. That'd be that'd be sick. I will say, I did well. I I had Tank Dell higher than anybody else did. I had him at number nine. No, I I had had him, and I had Zay Flowers higher than anybody else. I had him at number two. I had Tank Dell ten. I had Zay Flowers at four. Yeah, I had Zay Flowers above JSN and Jordan Addison. And I had Rashi Ooh. Rice number five. I had um two, three, seven. So next year when we do draft prep, just uh listen to me and not anybody else. Oh, okay. I'm in my notebook that I ended up getting rid of. I'm like sitting here working over this stuff. Yeah. I saved all of mine in folders. No, I should have. Uh, I mean I could go back and watch the show. I, I remember talking about him playing bigger than or maybe that was when we did the like our little thoughts on the picks too. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Either way. Yeah, Stuff. Barry, it is what it is. We'll talk about the Bucks on Wednesday, and people still need to calm down. They're a quarter of the way into the season. Um, the the playoffs and finals are not played in November. So, um, Jake, he did tell a play in tournament or some shit. What yeah, is the winner of that in tournament? tournament? I don't understand. I guess we can talk about that. I just don't understand what the it player does. The winner of the in season tournament get like an automatic playoff spot or something like. I don't no, know. Uh, everybody on the team gets five hundred grand. Oh. I mean, that's a lot of money to us, but yeah, it's a lot of money to the guy on the end of the bench who's full season pays him one point two million. That's yeah, true. That's true. 
So that's that's kind of what it ends up coming down to is winning winning for, your, for your teammates. You kind of and you get a trophy. I mean, it's you know it's still a trophy. Yeah, you're, it's you're not the trophy, but it's still a trophy. Playing for the people that you know kind of help you guys like the stars prepare and stuff. So that's kind of nice. Yep. So that probably motivates them a little bit. Yep. And it's five hundred grand all at once. It's not you know thirty eight thousand per game over the whole course of the season. Yeah. All righty. Well, <clears throat> we will be back next Friday. Sounds like Simon's not going to be with us for that one, but uh, Jake, Br- Jake Bryant, and myself will be here. Um, other than that, we'll probably do a quick pop up on Sunday at some point uh, when they do the the injury report announcements, which are ninety minutes before pregame. Uh, so we'll probably uh, discuss that to see who's in and who's out. Hopefully, everybody that's questionable is playing. But Aaron Jones is already confirmed out, and Eric Stokes is listed as doubtful. So we expect those two to be out, but. Uh, we'll update everything else, and we'll refresh any other news that comes out between now and then. Other than that, thanks, everybody, for tuning in, commenting along. We will see you guys Sunday afternoon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.